110 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome to another episode of Buckeye Bar, guys. We're here with episode five, and we're on the Buckeye Bar Talk Network. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Um, big show tonight. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened um, recently. Within the last couple hours, a lot of stuff has happened. Um, so huge show tonight. Uh, just quickly to uh, just uh, get through all the housekeeping stuff that we have. Uh, you know, hit the subscribe button here on YouTube. Uh, like the video, comment on the video, make sure you're getting all the notifications. Um, uh, follow us on your favorite podcast channel, uh, Buckeye Bar Talk on uh, Apple, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, Spotify, um, a couple others. Um, if you want to check out some of our links, uh, Linktree slash Buckeye Bar Talk. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Buckeye Bar Talk. That's one word. Um, and you can find our Facebook page, our Twitter page, um, Instagram. Pretty simple on all of them, at Buckeye Bar Talk for most of them. Um, so, John, how you doing tonight? I've been, been good this week. Um, you know, we're going to get into stuff that we're still upset about, but outside of Ohio State, it's been a good week. Um, you know, it's, it's funny with kids and homes and everything. So we're actually, we are redoing... What was our guest bedroom? We're making it into like a playroom now for Jackson. Um, this room has been in the three years we've lived in this house. It was originally an office, and then it went to a guest bedroom because the guest bedroom turned into a nursery. And now it's going from the guest bedroom to a play area. But Katie, so she can work up there, bring up a desk and a computer. So now it's kind of back to an office. So it's kind of Went full circle this room, but um, it's funny, you know. It's a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of moving stuff around, but it's a good time. I mean, I've slept in uh, mostly all the bedrooms in that house, uh, spending the night. It sounds like uh, whenever now next time, as I will be in the basement. I'm uh, not sure where Uncle Mike is sleeping <laughs> anymore. Out in the basement. <laughs> so we, uh, logistically, we haven't really figured that one out yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything's everything's been pretty good on my front too. Uh, just. You know, day job, a lot of work with the day job, um, and then stuff with this. Uh, been a pretty good week. Um, had a lot of stuff. Uh, we have a lot of stuff planned for tonight. So much. So much has happened in the last and then, 36 um, hours. I really don't know uh, if we're going to get to the Super League tonight. So part five, which is our last uh, two uh, divisions of uh, the eight division uh, Super League, uh, might get pushed to the next episode because uh, – Felt like we were gonna easily fit it in, but I with the stuff that came out today, I don't know now. And so. yesterday, I, yeah, a lot of lot to talk about. So I'm not sure if um, Super League if we get to it or not, but makes you want to come back next time so you see how that's gonna end up. Yeah. Um, so to, uh, just to get into things real quick, um, we're gonna start with uh, the newest news first. That's uh, the. We're just kind of going to do all discussions again this week because pretty much news and discussions are all going to kind of go with each other. Right. So, um, but uh, Ryan Day, he released a statement today, so uh, I'm going to read the statement from him. Um, all right. While I understand the Big 
10's conference decision to postpone the football season because of health and safety considerations. The communication of information from the Big Ten following the decision has been disappointing and often unclear. However, we still have an opportunity to give our young men what they have worked so hard for, a chance to safely compete for a national championship this fall. I couldn't possibly be prouder of how this team, our medical personnel, athletic director, and president have stayed together and managed through this extremely difficult time with so many unanswered questions. The Big Ten Medical Subcommittee has done an excellent job of creating a safe pathway towards returning to play in mid-October. These young men and their parents have asked so many questions that I do not have an answer to, but the one that hurts the most is, why can't these other te- why can these other teams play, and why can't we? Messed that one up a little bit. Uh, Duke is playing Notre Dame. Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. Our players want to know why can't they play. So that's uh that was our head coach Ryan Day for the Buckeyes. Um, pretty uh, strong statement on his part. Um, before I get into my quick feelings on some of the reactions from some of the national media. This wasn't the only strongly worded uh, statement of the day. Uh, James Franklin also had a very strongly worded thing, pretty much saying that it's been disappointing on his part, the the lack of communication from the Big Ten. I don't have those quotes picked up, but pretty much they are um, basically the same thing of what uh, Ryan Day said. And uh, Jim Harbaugh went to a protest this past weekend, and, you know, Scott Frost has been pretty – said some pretty strong worded statements. So, Nebraska's been vocal from you know, the beginning of this. Yeah, this is not just a, a Ryan Day only. Um, the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about that is because, so immediately after uh, Ryan Day came out with this com- with this uh, statement, um, the normal, uh, vic- the normal uh, uh, criminals, <laughs> the, the, Buckeye haters, as some of the Buckeye uh, nation would uh, like to say, uh, Nicole Arbach and Dan Wilkin. Pat Forday had some very interesting statements. Uh, first of all, Nicole, she pretty much said it's obvious that only Nicole or only uh, Ohio State cares about playing this year because they want to win a national championship. Basically said Ryan Day declared war on the Big Ten, which I don't think is necessarily wrong on that part of it. I think he did declare war today against the Big Ten because, uh, and we'll get into a little bit, kind of why I feel that way, and I think why you feel that way. Um, but some pretty stupid statements on her part. Yeah, I mean, they're like I just said, Jim Harbaugh, university that she graduated from, they have – he was at a protest, an actual protest where he pretty much said the president hasn't gotten back to him. And, uh, you know, I mean, their university – um, James Franklin didn't mince words this morning, and you know Scott Frost, which has not mince words, and oh yeah, there's um, university uh, athletes at the football players at Nebraska. Oh yeah, they're just only suing the conference right now. So, um, just kind of thoughts on that. So, diving into this one, um, I don't, I don't get where she's coming off with this just i don't think it's so much i mean he is in a way declaring war like you said but what is he supposed to do what's ohio state supposed to do i what is a reasonable amount of time for somebody to be an adult and answer somebody's questions i mean you literally have parents from how many universities that have been so vocal 
and you can't even be bothered to do a press conference. And all they have to say is it's very simple that, you know, it's here's our evidence. This is what we found. This is how we voted. And this is why we're not having a season. And I know it actually gets a little bit more complicated than that, but that's all they had to do up to this point. Would their answer would have made anybody happy? No. You and I would have still been mad. We want to see Ohio State football. Would it made Randy Wade happy? Would it made G. Scott happy? Um, Amanda Babb? No. They want to see Ohio State football. But the thing is, that's what's been asked, is just give a reason. And they've been hiding this entire time. Kevin Warren has been hiding this entire time. So after a while... You've had your chance to be an adult and to answer these questions, have an actual conversation with the people that want to know that you're affecting. And I mean, obviously, obviously these coaches, they don't really know any more than you and I do because they're all saying nothing's been communicated. They don't know what to tell their young men because they won't talk to them. You one, when you cancel that season, you should have had a plan in place already. If that was the whole thing, we're going to postpone it. Why wasn't there a date from the beginning? Something should have already been planned out. But two, when you go on a month now and you haven't said anything, yeah, I would start getting a little ticked off too, and it's time to start saying things. So you can say that Ryan Day is going to war or that it only matters for Ohio State. Absolutely not does it only matter for Ohio State. So many people, so many players, so many universities have been vocal. I mean, how many state legislators penned a letter asking the Big Ten to reconsider the other day. It's not just Ohio people, and it's not just Ohio State. But it's time to be an adult. You can't just twiddle your thumbs and think this, this is going to go away. They're not letting it go away. So just answer the damn questions. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, I understand what's happening. Um, the the biggest boy in the in the building is now uh, is now throwing down and wanting to fight. Fine. And, and they gave it enough time. If Ohio State feels that they have to flex now, guess what? They have to flex now. Yeah. I mean, and Stuart Mandel, he just uh, he had uh, two interesting tweets. Uh, one was positive towards Ohio State. He's like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Ryan Day is a successful coach, and uh, his players would run want to run through a brick wall for him. But then he also said, oh, no big deal here. Uh, the Big Ten's most powerful schools only throwing down the uh, throwing the conference under the bus, or however he worded it. So, uh, like, what are they supposed to do? I mean, they want to play eventually you have to make a decision if you're going to step up and speak out to get to play. This is all Ryan Day can do. And I don't know if you want to talk about this more later. I'll go into it right now. But Ryan Day right now, he can make two choices. Yeah, just one, let's go for it. One, he can say he can say nothing. And he knows that everyone knows Ohio State wants to play because the vote came out. You know how our coaches feel. You know how our players feel. He could say nothing. Oh, and that's how, and you know, that's how Nicole pretty much pointed point, pointed out that you know we know what Ohio State feels right. like, and he's just declared war on the whole conference. So one, you can say nothing. Two, you can try to get results, and you can speak up, but also that helps you out a lot more in the future. Regardless how this thing ends up playing out, it still helps his cause his team for the future that he said something. So if you can't strategically appreciate what the guy's doing, you're an idiot for one, but two, you got to stand up for your players, whether it's so you look good or two, just because you love the guys and they deserve to know that you have their back and you want them to play football. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And then uh, just uh, now to move on to the next person, um, you know, because it can't get any more crazier than Nicole, uh, Pat Forday. And, you know, reading some of this stuff today, I mean, I realize how much I probably need to get into better shape and lose weight because I feel like I'm going to stroke out here in a minute because of how stupid this stuff is. But Pat Forday went on, you know, oh, let's get in. We're down to brass tacks now, you know, pretty much saying how Ohio State only cares about the national championship and called out, you know, the Illinois, the Indiana, Purdue and all those schools. But like how you feel and all that stuff. And, uh, of course, another hypocrite, typical media, is uh, Austin Ward uh, tweeted out then on Twitter that uh, his name is right there, Pat Forday, on uh, the Notre Dame's press box uh, uh, for South Bend this week. Uh, you know, So, you know, he's able to go watch a football game this week, but the Big Ten can't play football. What the hell is wrong with these national guys that are – attacking people that want to play football. I don't understand it. If you want to watch football, you should want to watch all football. If if the Big Ten is correct and Ohio State has no room for argument, you need – I mean – we're, I'm a damn broken record. I say this every week. You need to step up and you need to condemn what the SEC is doing, what the ACC is doing, what the Big 12 is doing, what little, I mean, Central Arkansas is doing. But they don't. They're excited for football except when it's the Big 10. When someone's questioning the decision made, when someone's questioning the authority that was passed down, now they have an issue with it. I just, I'll never understand this. And uh, currently, uh, and of course, who knows, he might change it because uh, he's been called out now a little bit on Twitter. Um, uh, Pat Ford, uh, his pinned tweet on Twitter is about, you know, the need for football right now, about how important football is or something along those lines. And then right below it is him uh, going after Ohio State for, you know, wanting to play football for a coach wanting to do his job and to play. So, well, I mean, I can only agree with them on the fact that we need football. I absolutely agree with all the COVID stuff that's happened this year, that football is something that's going to unite everybody, that it's something we need at this time. I don't, but like you said, how can we say someone has an agenda? How can we attack somebody for them doing their job? I mean, also with Ryan Day, we talked about it on our special. Ryan Day is not Urban Meyer yet. I'm not saying exactly. he's at some crossroads in his career. He has lots of time, lots and lots and lots of time to become this successful coach. But if you take this year off and then, you know, you're not successful after that, you have a couple losing years, they don't, they don't think. Boosters, ADs, they don't think about that year off. Who answers more than anyone else in sports? Who has to answer to problems? The coach. If they have a couple three loss years, because this because this year completely derailed everything, Ryan Day has one of the best jobs ever. To what? If he gets fired, where's he going? I mean, right? Yeah, he had a hell of a year last year. He's not some shoe in NFL coach right now, though. I mean, I think an NFL team would give him an opportunity, but if he has a year, if he has a couple losing years, they could say, "Well, you had one great year with Urban's guys, but you haven't done anything since." Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you gotta fight for the season. You gotta, you know, you have a great team. You know, it only builds on your resume. It makes your guys happy, and it gives them an opportunity to play for something that they've worked their asses off to play for. Yeah. And so you know, kind of a perfect day to talk about this. We uh, just got off of the Kentucky Derby. You know, this past weekend, the trifecta, Dan Wolken, uh, however you pronounce his name, I believe that's it. Uh, his tweets were. Um, pretty much along the lines that, uh, you know, 
again, you know, Ryan Day only cares about the national championship. He only pretty much oh he's this situ- he's not helping anybody out anymore. You know, if he had a, such a problem with the, what's going on, why doesn't he just get on the phone and call the commissioner? I mean, what the hell, man? Haven't you listened to any of these coaches literally talk in the last how many days that they can't get a hold of anybody Kevin over there? Kevin Warren is missing. Like, no, nobody's returning phone calls. They're not giving them answers. But, oh, my God, let's go, let's go call the commissioner. Why can't you do that? Exactly. I mean, someone, I think someone from higher up, they gave him permission to do it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe, they, maybe the coaches talked amongst each other, and they are like, you know what? Enough's enough. We're stepping in. If we're not going to get to play a season, at least everyone's going to know we want to play a season. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of uh, just my opinion right now on some of the national pieces we heard right after that because, you know, <laughs> nothing ticks uh, some of those people off more than Ohio State speaking out. Um, even I, though I just can't believe it. I we've can't. had how many other coaches – I cannot believe how angry they're all getting that Ryan Day said he wants his team to play football. One line in that is about winning the national championship. Uh, He also talks about how there's been no communication, how the players are asking questions like, why is Duke and Notre Dame playing this weekend? You know, the whole this whole thing I always hear, well, this is academic schools making an act. They're making a smart decision. Well, Notre Dame's a pretty smart school. Duke is a pretty smart school. Um, and and doctors told them it's safe to play. Yeah. And doctors have told the Big Ten it's safe to play. I don't care what anybody is making up, leaks, whatever, to the contrary, to make it seem like it's not safe to play. I've seen enough. Teams are trying. I've seen enough cardiologists now come out and say that, uh, you know, it's they're, it's safe to come back and play. I mean, they have to, you know, do their protocols, do their testing and stuff like that, but then be responsible. And it seems like these coaches have been pretty responsible, and yet we're still, you know, almost every test. I mean, I know there were some issues at Wisconsin today, but or yesterday. But, but that's because they, they stopped. It's because they stopped what they were doing. Yeah, they've uh, kind of let them mingle back into, uh, you know, the general groups of uh, education and now – you know, before none of this was happening, and hell, we even had an outbreak at Ohio State. I mean, school's back in session, and yet they're still, uh, they're still, uh, they're, they're well below all their testing lines. You yeah. know, I know it's just, I again baffled, completely baffled by whatever agenda these national media guys have that they want football canceled this badly in the Big Ten, or they don't want anyone to have any questions about it. I don't know what deal these guys have but there's something going on because i mean this is just it's complete ridiculousness that they don't want people doing their jobs what i mean what i don't get about this and you know i mean what drives me much nuts about journalism in 2020 is that like everybody wants to blame a politician why people don't like the media and don't like the press no some of the statements i saw today or why people don't like the press, don't like the media. Right. Because, you know, it used to be for people that the to be a journalist, and you meant you're supposed to question people. Right. You're supposed to throw out the big questions at people. And now it's just if, you know, if that person is an expert, you know, or whatever, or that person's the commissioner of the university, so he's going to hand me this thing, and I'm going to just read it off verbatim. I'm sorry, Kevin Warren can go on Twitter and verbatim and say, I don't need you, Nicole Arbach, to just read verbatim what they are saying. I, I need you to go ask them why are you guys not playing, but the SEC can play and the Big 12 can play and ask legitimate questions and, you know, 
because that's what your job is for. That's what you went to school for. Well, and that's that is hitting the nail on the head right there. Sometimes reporters, you just report. Not everything's a freaking opinion piece. I don't need to know what Nicole Auerbach thinks of Ryan Day talking out. Just say he talked out. That's all we need. I don't care what your opinion is. Stop trying to persuade people to be on the same line as you. Just if you're a reporter, report. Yeah. Um, but kind of going off on Ryan Day's statement, I, I mentioned before I went into my little rant on the media that um, Ryan Day kind of did uh, declare war a little bit on the Big Ten. And my reasoning behind, I, by that is one of the lines he threw in there is that the subcommittee for the return to safety has marked it safe that they can come back and play in mid-October. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Ryan Day would be privy to that knowledge. I'm sure uh, his athletic director, his president, has probably told him what the findings were. And, wh- I mean, we were hearing all these sources that there's going to be a revote coming up, you know, eventually, and they were just working on the subcommittee stuff. So I think Ryan Day just leaked it. Well, and it wasn't even a leak. It was literally going out and telling the public that, hey, the subcommittee, that they were formed to be when you could safely return to competition. Well, they're the ones that are coming out now and saying it, that we could return to safely to competition in October. And I think he just let the world know what the findings were. Good for him, because someone had to. Because I don't trust for a second Kevin Warren or these presidents letting that information come out that this is what the findings were. I mean, you've seen with this Nebraska lawsuit, the joke that this has been, that they've just dragged their feet and not, they don't think they have to answer to anything. They just think if they don't say anything, just it's all going to go away. No one's going to let that happen. So, yeah, good for Ryan Day because they weren't going to say anything. You know they weren't. So, yeah, he goes and says that you can play in mid-October. The subcommittee said so. I'm happy for him. He does. As, he should say that. And I, I hate to break it to you guys, universities. Uh, Thirteen of the fourteen of you are public schools, um, and every state that there's a Big Ten school in has a public school. Because yeah. um, Illinois is a public school, even though Northwestern is the the lone uh, private. Um, you have to. You're a public school, so. I'm sorry, you have to give out information to the public. If uh, these Freedom of Information Acts, you can't just play all stupid and, well, I don't have to give you that. It's no. going to come out eventually. If uh, taxpayers are paying for, I'm sorry, I, I guess maybe I'm old school. If taxpayers are paying your salary, um, you have to kind of come out and tell what the reasonings before. It should be public notice. Public knowledge should be the reasons. You aren't, uh, th- you're not in Congress debating over the, the black ops budget for the Department of Defense. So uh, where, you know, or the CIA's budget. I mean, you kind of have to kind of come out and literally put your name out there and say why. Now, how do you, per, your personal opinions on the hardball that people play with these Freedom of Information Acts? I mean, at one point, I get it. You should never make something easy for someone that you don't want them to have the information to. But at the end of the day, like, why why come off that you're so shady that why come off like you have something to hide if you're if you say you have nothing to hide? I mean, it should be as simple as here's our vote. This is what we all discuss. If there's something behind there that isn't legitimate, I mean, the public has every right to know about it, but that's 
all people are going to think is out there. So why not just clear the name and clear the decision now? I mean, it it, it screams cover up. I mean, I mean, I hate to be that person, but that's what this does. It's uh, that's, what, that's where we're at right now, though. We have to speculate. The way that they've been acting, that's all we can do is speculate and. I mean, the only reasonable conclusion you can have from the way they've been acting is that there is something else going on, and this is a cover-up. Yeah. Um, if you have to black out a bunch of stuff that you release from your bylaws, I mean, come on. Like, again, this is not a uh, – this isn't a freaking uh, – the CIA releasing uh, – you know, intel that the president, when, you know, they re- when they release stuff, they, they black stuff out. That's not this. Well, I don't – how could the bylaws have any personal information in there that something would need to be redacted? Yeah, exactly. It's, it can't. It's just a bylaw. It's a, literally – that's the league's laws. I mean, there's nothing personal. There's no – I mean, it's not actual medical information. Okay, maybe if they were rele- – maybe if they asked for this stuff and they released medical information to prove – their point of why they had to cancel. Yeah, I could see where you would have to black out stuff because there's medical information. But on all that. that, all that redacted information, as it's, far as you and I know, that's just the conference bylaws. Yeah, that's literally, so there is no personal information the on there. That's like uh, us going to. Uh, I mean, it's a much bigger thing, but it's you know, state of Ohio going to state of Ohio, the Ohio Revised Code, which is published. That's the laws of the state of Ohio, and be like, I need to see those, them. And we'll get into a minute of them actually taking it off the, you know, the internet because they they got tired of people looking it up. But then blacking out the stuff, like, you know, you can read a couple lines, but oh no, that that line you can't read. Well, and you know, it's funny when I first saw that yesterday. I mean, not not that it's anything official what I saw, but I googled, is it legal to not publish your bylaws? And I mean, funniest damn thing. What I get back is. Although it's not illegal to not have bylaws published, it helps with, I think it was like, you know, clarity, and it helps with transparency. And the one word, the one thing we've all been asking from day one, transparency, and the Big Ten just, again, don't care at all. Let's make this, let's muddy this up even more. And that's not the the university presidents on that. That's the league office being like, well, we, we, we have to take this off. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and then... We hear that, I mean, there, a couple of these presidents have come out and said, well, there was actually no vote. It was just a consensus. And then you get the minutes from, I mean, the Minnesota president, she was one of them. And then you get the minutes from uh, their board meeting the next night after the vote and be like, well, I voted last night with the Big Ten about my uh, <laughs> postponed Again, season. Again, something fishy, something shady going on. I mean, I don't, again, I hate going there for cover-up. I don't, you know, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about sports, but... How what other conclusion can be drawn from this? Yeah, I mean it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, just show the bylaws, just and then show where you're. Show the minutes. Show what right. happened. Yeah. Those and those are that was in the bylaw. That's been pointed out, and I'm sure they love having lawyers. Well, that's what happens. Lawyers get involved, and they're pointing out everything that they've made a mistake on, and you know now they're trying to hide from it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so I don't. Yeah, it's just they're not they're not being honest and that's I mean that's again that's why Ryan Day had to act this way. These guys want to they want to joke around, they want to act this they want to act the way they are, they want to be dishonest, they want to ignore everybody, then fine. Someone has to step up. If it has to be Ohio State, it has to be Ohio State. You had to make a move eventually. Yeah. And then kind of going now off of this, so we've had, you know, for days we've had the lawsuit, Tom Mars has been all over this stuff, um a couple other attorneys 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dan Lust, Tom Lark, or yeah, Tom, yeah, the Conduct Detrimental yeah. uh, podcast. I mean, a lot of great information's out there on a lot of that stuff. But then, big bombshell last night, the Attorney General for the state of Ohio, Dave Yost, comes out and says that uh, they, he's pretty much reviewed the contract, which I'm assuming is the bylaws, um, and they are that they have claimed that there is a strong claim that they could sue the conference over the decision. Right. And I mean, who knows if you can win, but there's obviously enough there that he, he felt like there is a, you know, there is a case to show that the conference could be sued for canceling the season on Ohio state like that. So obviously there is something there that shows that, you know, there would be some sort of case that a judge would at least hear because no attorney is going to, pull out a case that they think has absolutely no shot to ever get put in front of a judge. I, this is not an ambulance chaser. I mean, and, and I'm not, I don't care about people's politics on this. This is the attorney general for the state of Ohio. Yep. yep. Um, this would be the state of Ohio bringing the lawsuit against the big 10. I mean, they are basically going to represent, they would recommend recommend representing Ohio state in this matter. And you know, that's, that's a big that's a big lawsuit. And that's a lawsuit that's not gonna get thrown out easily. Well, right. And like the university players, Nebraska players, you know, that could get I mean, that's you could argue that that's a Lincoln judge and stuff like that. They have ties, possibly university. No, this is gonna get heard because this is not gonna get thrown out easily. When lawsuits get brought by states or by the federal government, they don't get just tossed. Well, and you said a key word there. It wasn't just that, you know, we had mentioned he, he sees a lawsuit in this. He would recommend Ohio State file a lawsuit. Yeah. And he said they're, they're his client, their client, Ohio State. And now I get it. Ohio State's a public university. But, I mean, I don't think Dave Yost would just be looking at this all willy-nilly. That Somebody had to bring it to his attention. Can you take a look at this? And I have a feeling that was Ohio State. Yep. I have a feeling that they probably – somebody had been like, hey – they instead of going to their university attorneys, they probably went to you're the you're the attorney general for the state. Look at these bylaws. Is there something there? And I don't know. Legally, he feels like there's something there. I'm with you on this. I believe, and I don't know, president, athletic director, coach, whoever it was, maybe as a maybe as a kid or grandkid that just loves football a lot. Uh, they're really upset. I don't know what it is, but I believe somebody went to him and said. Hey, you know, this isn't working. Just us going after the Big Ten. We need kind of a higher power here to maybe get things moving along. Can you take a look at this? And the guy comes back with he would recommend suing them if they for postponing the season. Yeah, and then he throws in there today that uh, not only would he, you know, the conference could be sued, but uh, every school that voted against playing could also be named as a co-defendant. Well, if there's enough reasonable evidence that they could be playing right now and these guys are purposely saying no they're not going to play i mean i i don't i'm not a lawyer you and i have talked about we're not doctors we're not lawyers we're doing this but obviously there's enough there for an, an actual lawyer to believe this is something that he could win a trial on yeah so i mean there's just again now, I mean, I think now we're starting to get into some really real stuff. And I think I think we're close to a vote. I think kind of what we're seeing now, this is pressure. This is legitimate pressure. But, yeah, this, again, I don't, this, is, this is the time where they're like, all right, 
you guys need to vote and you need to get this out there. Yeah. And I don't think um I don't think the attorney general of the state of Ohio, he might be putting some pressure on the Big Ten here, but I don't think he would necessarily throw out like I think I mean he's also a politician. I think politicians speak being like, you know, there could be something here to throw, you know, we might have to consider legal action. He I don't think he would say that I would recommend, recommend. Going, doing legal action if there wasn't something that he felt legitimately broke a contract. Well, that's the key word. Recommend. He would advise Ohio State to go sue the Big Ten. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something there. He's, he sees something there. So, that I mean, that's all I need to know, again, that something, again, something wrong happened. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, I mean, I know we're kind of working backwards here. You know, we were... Originally, I think, going to start more with these. You know, we had some interesting tweets have come out. That Ryan, that. Ryan Day threw quite the curveball into our plan today. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I thought Dave Yost threw the curveball last night. And then <laughs> Ryan Day upped him a little it's bit. There's been a lot of curveballs in the last 36 hours. Yeah, um, we had a, a couple – it was yesterday or the day before, you know, Dan Patrick's show pretty much came out and tweeted that, you know, they just didn't have the votes that they had – you know, pretty much said the Michigan schools, the Illinois schools, um, and then Rutgers and Maryland um, were against playing. Yep. And um, it seems like there's been enough – there's nothing really contradicting that that's where it at. So I think that's legitimate. I know there's that would make eight, four, six against if that was true. Um, we've heard um, some people throw out there that you need nine votes. Um, and there's been some contradictory things. So do you really need the nine votes? Again, that lawyers, lawyers have seen. So that's not, yeah. that's not you or me. Yeah. So, um, from what, from the majority of people are reporting that we need nine votes to re- reverse the decision. Cause you need nine votes to have a decision. You need a super majority. So that's what I'm going to go with is that they need nine votes. So sure. we're one short. Um, and if that, if what Dan Patrick was hearing is true. So, some schools are dragging their feet, and so you're getting this argument is can we play in the beginning of October? Is it mid-October? Is it the end of October? You know, are we going to get a season in in the fall? You know, and then we kind of talked about last episode. I mean, if that's the case, Ohio State should just be like, you know, we'll see you next fall because we're not playing. Right. You're not – no. You're not playing for anything less than the opportunity to play for a national title. You're not just making the rest of the conference happy. So if Ohio State – if Ohio State, if Ryan Day feels comfortable taking the year off that, you know, he's not going to lose progression in his his team, then I, I support anything. And I think I think that should be the first thing would be Ryan Day needs to ask his kids, you know, would you guys be OK if they said we can play in November or we can play in January? Would you guys be OK if we said no to this and if they agreed to it? Then if I was Ryan Day, I'd go to Gene Smith and I'd say, "We don't want to play. Do what you can." We're. Well, know, I wouldn't even say do what I can. I'd be like, "We're not playing. We don't want to play. Make it so we're we're not kicking off again until next fall if, when if, it means something." If some schools can say that they can opt out, then why can't we opt Absolutely. out on the other side of it? Right. And if, if you can opt out in October or September, we can opt out in November or January. That's our right. And. Again, this all comes back to, you know, why can't they just – if there's supposedly eight teams, four, and six again, why can't you just do a schedule based off of that? That is every team plays seven games, and then you play a couple home-and-homes to fill out the schedule. Well, like, you can do any – I mean, you could do – you could play everybody, and then you could have a little, like, 
mini playoff for the Big Ten Championship, there's a lot of different things that you can do to figure that out. They just don't want to do it. Yeah. And I don't get why you can't come in. I mean, just say, well, we're still pl- we're still splitting the conference money equally. Well, that's fine. Ohio State wants to go play, get an op. I'm not going to say they want to go play for the national title. They want to have the opportunity to play for a right. national channel. That's the the only thing that matters right now to them is playing right now. And you know, if this was so dangerous that they couldn't play, none of the other conferences would be playing. But they are all going to attempt this. Well, I guess, I guess that's one of the hangups I have with this too. One of the things I truly don't understand is it's okay if Michigan doesn't want to play football. Yeah. I, I just don't get why Michigan is trying to keep Ohio State from playing football. Yeah. I don't understand why Northwestern is trying to keep you know, Penn State or Iowa or Nebraska from playing football. That's what I'm not understanding. If we could come to some sort of reasonable agreement that, okay, you guys want to play, you guys can play each other. I don't see any issue with that. I think that's the way it should be. So that I'm not getting why – you know, the all or nothing or why they're trying to hold back teams that want to play. Yeah. And it just seems like that uh, a compromise solution like that is probably one thing right now that is going to save a bunch of hurt feelings and bitterness. And, you know, Ohio State, you know, you now have the state, the attorney general of the state of Ohio threatening to sue the conference. You have your the head coach of the university saying that a well, lot of head coaches, it's safe to play. Here's, they've come out and said it's safe to play. So now you are going to risk creating all these horrible feelings where this conference, I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to say it, could implode. Who knows? I mean, and you're going to you're gonna really risk that. It's probably time that those six schools, if it is six, uh, come out and say that, hey, you know what? All right, we will let you guys play your fall season. You guys have to have good, strong safety protocols. Uh, you know, we expect you guys to be doing all the things you legally have to do, and they legally have to do them. I mean, these are CDC guidelines and stuff like that. Um, they would have to – I mean, these are all set down from, you know, the NCAA. I mean, the NCAA is not going to let schools slide if they find out uh, there was no testing being tested. I mean, that's you're going to face major punishments on stuff like that. So, Well, how about this one? And you had actually brought this up to me. I don't think we talked about it last week, but you had brought this up to me. Ohio State wants to start in October. Iowa wants to start in October. Nebraska wants to start in October. You know, you got other ones too. Then you got these six that don't want to start till November. Isn't there some way that you can do a crossover that who wants to start in October starts in October? Who wants to start in November starts in November. But, you know, those those two meet yeah. At November time, and you can play that other side, and then once Ohio State side's done, they're done. You know, they play in the postseasons that they're allowed to, and the other ones, they continue playing their fake season after. Like, yeah, exactly. I, don't, I don't understand why that would be an issue either. And I don't even, yeah. they The two seasons overlap, so, you it, know. The, it just feels like it's very simplistic to figure this out. So the, I'm not the, sure why eight school, we're not hearing if anything. It's, if it is eight schools and six schools, the eight schools that want to play, they play starting in October. Then at the end of November, the other six schools start playing their, their schedule. So the eight schools only play against each other to start the year. The end of the year, that second season to end it, those six schools are only playing each other. But that middle. They can play against 
you have each teams other. now. Now all 14 teams are available. You schedule some games, you know. Makes a season out of it. I mean, you could still play Ohio State-Michigan on Thanksgiving weekend. It might be the first game of the year for Michigan, but, you know, Ohio State will be in a – Well, I they've mean – already played a few weeks. Yeah, but, and, you know, that might hurt Michigan, that Ohio State's a midseason form, but – Well, I mean – Hell, it's COVID. Yeah. I mean, so then – all right, so if we do get a mid-October season, you know, I've thought about this. Like, you know, I've heard everything now. I mean, it seems like the 10th is probably a pipe dream. Um but maybe the 17th, maybe the following week could work. Um, December 19th is the conference championship game where the last Big Ten game would have to be December 19th because the 20th is when the committee is picking. Right. If they went December 17th, they could do nine games in a conference championship, or they could just do 10 games and not a conference championship at all. So, like, what do you think makes the most sense? How many games does Ohio State really have to play to this committee? And before I ask you that, I really believe this committee, which let's face it, they've made kind of made their rules up. When I mean, they've done best four teams, they've done most four most deserving teams. They've literally mixed and matched everything they, in between. They, what they do, um, so the, they're not afraid to kind of go off the reservation, go off the books, and you'd be like, hey. We're going to um, – we can do this. We're going to pick the four best teams or we're going to do the four most deserving teams. So – and now they have a built-in excuse that, well, I mean, this is a weird season because of the pandemic, so we can kind of – you know, as long as everybody plays a comparable schedule, I mean, we don't really care. So how many games does Ohio State really need to play at this point? Well, I guess one, my first thing would be is that's something that I really, you know, I would think – I would – hope the playoff committee they could give some sort of reasonable answer on this beforehand like if ryan day went to whoever the chairman is and said hey you know if we come in october 17th and we only get eight games in would you consider us if we were undefeated so um you know would we still be eligible if we were starting that far behind everyone else i think that's the most important question to answer as far as this now as far as how many games that ohio state would need to play how many games are ACC, Big 12, and SEC playing? Do you know? Is it 10 each? Is, um, one, is ten, ACC getting 11? Yeah, the Big 12 and the ACC are playing 11 games. They're playing 10 conference games. And one out of conference. One out of conference. Or is the Big, actually, the Big 12 might be doing 9 and 1 because they only have a 10-game schedule to begin with, right? Okay. Um, um, because they don't have they only have ten teams. So they I think it's nine and then one out of conference game. The ACC's ten and one out of conference game and then the SEC's ten conference game. So, so I believe that's how it is. I don't think you can get to a point where you're more than two games less than what the other conferences have played. So So I mean, maybe if if you got two that are playing ten and one's playing eleven if Ohio State plays eight and they go undefeated, I would feel much more comfortable that the committee would say if Ohio State won, even if they don't win easily, because they're going to have some hard games in there. So even if they don't win easily, but if they go undefeated, I think the committee could reasonably justify putting Ohio State in um, just because, uh, you know, how they finished last year, how they are most years, and how they look this year. If they look like they deserve to be one of the four best teams, I think they can make that judgment, especially in a weird year like this. However, if you get to the point where you lose a game and you don't have any time to have a bye week, yeah, you're now you're talking about seven games when other people might have played ten. So 
now I don't think they have much of a case. They definitely have to go undefeated. Um, and you had a, you know, hope that there's, you know, that maybe, maybe a seven. I mean, if, if you're going to play eight games and maybe a conference championship, maybe if a game gets canceled, a seven and zero, and then you end up going eight and zero because you win the conference championship, you know, that might still work. But I think goal is that you have to get eight games, you know. And I don't think that's necessarily the case for. I think you need nine games for the rest of the conference. I think I don't know if Penn State gets in at eight and zero, even though you would have a win against Ohio State. It it really depends what you look like, but anyone if they go undefeated, they're beating Ohio State. Yeah. So that's so that's a huge resume boost. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about the number two team in the country, assuming <laughs> Ohio State doesn't have some you know terrible season. Which thanks for reminding me that we're the number two team in the country. <laughs> oh, I have to think about it every night. Have you ever just has it been a lot harder for you to fall asleep? Like I'm constantly like looking at Twitter and everything in the middle of the night. Yeah, there's always something. I'm like, well, maybe they'll throw out something at eleven thirty at right, night. That I know. They're... Completely unreasonable. Like that would ever happen. Yeah. But I'm just laying there in bed just checking my phone nonstop. No, it's it's between uh laughing at what some of the Ohio State people are saying to people and then uh crying and getting frustrated and angry over what some of the national people are saying. Like how how can you be? Uh, how can you say you're a sports uh, reporter and you you're doing this for a living and you don't want to see sports? You know, I mean, honestly, I think kind of what we talked about last episode. And other people have thrown out is it's becoming more and more obvious to me that they just want football in those later months more football because they feel like that just guarantees. You know, I mean, some of these places are struggling a little bit. I know, you know, there's been a couple layoffs across the board. I know the Athletic had a layoff people in uh, June. Um, but they just got, I think they just got their, like, a millionth subscriber or maybe it was their millionth Facebook follow or something like that. But I, you know, like, I, They owe every single penny back. I'm sorry. I don't care how good of sports writers, sports reporters they are for the crap that they've been pulling these last couple of weeks of being against the sport. They yeah. deserve. They, when should, you're, when they you're, should pay back every single subscription. When you're for the sport in some cases, but you're against the sport in other cases, that's you're hypocritical at that point. And I hate to break it to people, that's you know you're being hypocritical. That's the same thing as what I said about Desmond last week. How can you even take these people seriously anymore? You can't. I mean, yeah. how how can these people honestly like think that they have a shred of credibility left when they act like that? Yeah, I know. <sighs> All right. Um, just irritates to me. kind of throw out, um, you know, then there was a couple other teams. I, I mean, I know there's some people saying that um, there was some, I, I believe it was Rittenberg, somebody, I think he's the one that said it looked like we were getting a vote this weekend, possibly. Uh, was he the one that said that? Uh, I want to say maybe Teddy Greenstein. Who's the, who's the Northwestern guy? Oh, I, I don't think he writes for Northwestern. He went to Northwestern. Yeah. Teddy. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Yeah. I think I was right. But um, him and Rittenberg, I mean, they're both obviously pretty well connected with the Big Ten, with the schools. So uh, it's one of them had yeah. said it. They both actually might have alluded to it. Yeah, and actually when I wanted to kind of with the, the Rittenberg thing, he was, he's kind of been on, uh, you know, kind of with some of the stuff with the Big Ten not returning calls and uh, – I think he's mentioned a couple of things with the bylaws. I know Bobby Carpenter uh, retweeted a bunch of his stuff about, you know, I mean, Bobby's, Bobby's just been on top of the whole thing. I mean, he's always uh, throwing out there that, hey, we have uh, 
five-minute test now from the Abbott machines, which, you know, and the saliva test, yeah, you know, nobody's mentioning, but, you know, some of these other conferences can afford the stuff, but the Big Ten, who's the richest conference in all of uh, athletics, uh, just they, they can't come on, they can't figure it out. They can't. Well, obviously, this stuff was A, already around, B, that the tests that the other conferences have, they are more than confident that they're giving them an accurate picture of what's going on. So, yeah, there's no reason that the, there is no like scientific reasoning you know that the tests weren't good enough but now they could be like i get that that's a game changer as you know adam rittenberg and bobby have said this has always been an option they've already they already had a good enough resource to tell them that they could play football yeah um and kind of thing what that with kind of some of this that makes me feel like and just another thing that just made me think of this is that is that um a lot, there's been a lot of mention, you know, from some people, the, you know, the defending Nicole, the, those, those people about, well, we'd have football if the country took a, you know, a better, you know, you know, a better, put a better handle on the thing. I'm not getting into the politics of this. Yeah. Here's the only thing I'm going to answer in this. What, what the country does or doesn't do, the government doesn't give you an excuse of why you can't do something else, why you can't come up with a thing. The NBA, MOB, NFL, all these pro organizations, these other college organizations, my company, your company, um, you know, every major corporation in this country, they also didn't get maybe good guidelines from the federal government or maybe their state government. But you know what they were able to do? They were able to sit down in a room, talk it out. Here's what our guidelines are going to be. We don't need Washington, D.C.'s permission. Or if you're in Ohio, you don't need Columbus, Ohio's permission. Uh, right. If, if they're not giving you the answers that you're looking for, you are big boys. You are adults or big girls and big boys. You guys are adults. You're the adults in the room. You guys have big-time degrees, <laughs> multiple degrees. You you can't think of something on your own to say, well, you know what? We're not getting the insights. Uh, we're not getting guidance from here. So, hey – Let's come up with a solution that makes sense for us because, you know, every corporation in this country, big, medium, small, had to do that. Every professional league had to do that. I mean, the NBA, I mean, they were out right out in front. and They, they canceled before anybody canceled. And well, the, I mean, putting out a schedule August 5th and canceling August 11th, that just tells me that that was always the decision that, you know, they should have been talking months ago. The Big Ten has every resource available to them to sit down and have a conversation to figure out how to keep playing. And they should have been doing it months ago. So I, I just, I'm, I'm with you on this. I have no idea what they thought was going on, why they didn't sit down and talk with each other, but you have every opportunity, every resource to get this figured out. And you didn't. And I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. I'm not going to call, you know, political on that one. Cause I want to be above that right now. And I don't want this to be about that, but there's a reason why, you didn't get in a room and talk with each other and try to figure this out months ago. Yeah, not, you know, not to get into too much specifics, you know, I mean, I work for a company that only has roughly 100 employees. Uh, we've never done a work from home or anything like that. It's never been an option for our company. And yet, come the end of February into March, when all this stuff was coming down the pipe, they put together a committee within my company, a, you know, to figure out 
How are we going to do this going forward if we have to get sent home? And guess what? They came up with a plan that didn't come from Washington, D.C. I mean, I'm sure they took some CD. I, I know they took some CDC stuff and some of the stuff that was coming out and stuff. But there was a lot of stuff up in the air. And they had to kind of come up with it on their own. And, you know, dude, my company did a good to job. keep your company running, to yeah. keep jobs going. So, yeah. like, you know... This is possible, and, like, you don't need permission from, well, Washington, D.C. is not giving us the, the adequate resources to come up with a plan. You can come up with a plan on your own. You don't need them. Yeah, to, I'm just um, – that's lazy. Like, that is absolutely lazy. The Big Ten Conference is an institution. It's a corporation, to be uh, serious. I mean, I'm sure it's a nonprofit, but, I mean, you guys are <laughs> – They're a corporation. Yeah. They got a joint board. Yeah, so, like, you don't need – a government agency telling you what to do or not do. You can kind of come up with stuff on your own. You can figure it out and be like, all right, we're not getting the resources, not getting the guidance. Well, I guess we're going to have to go alone on this one. And guess what? You're pretty smart. You should be able to figure it out. Well, that's the thing is that apparently they're too smart for their own good, and they, they felt like that would be enough, and us idiots, we would just accept that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think they uh, realized. I, I think you're starting to see as, yeah, I don't think you're realizing now some of the backfire on some of the stuff is starting to bother them, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right. So where are we at? What's our next topic? Well, we've hit a uh, – oh, the Lincoln-Riley one. I want to get to this one. That's another one that kind of got lost on my list. I almost forgot that he even did this yesterday because it's another uh, national media was tangent. It, was this one two days ago now? I thought it was yesterday. I don't know. They're all blurring together. Um, this is another national media tangent I want to go into. Uh, this time, Heather Dinich is going to be included on this uh, one. Uh, so Lincoln came out and said that uh, he doesn't. they're not going to tell people anymore if somebody tests positive. Uh, it's, they consider it an injury. Um, it would be against uh, their competitive advantage. Um, I yeah. wish he wouldn't have said that line because it's – I mean – whether a school knows the other school knows or not that that's the reason why they're not playing. I mean, I I think they're completely 100% within their right that they don't have to tell anybody that, you know. Did Ryan Day release a single time last year why a player didn't play? No. And even and of course and then you get the the national media, well this is a health this is a pandemic. This is a health crisis, public health crisis. If I catch COVID, if you catch COVID, you know, my name doesn't get put in the newspaper. Right. Um they, I, I mean, I'm sure my probably somebody tells the health department that hey, this guy has COVID. Um, or it's not that hard to figure out, you know, in a work environment. He didn't show up for two weeks. I wonder yeah. why. Yeah. Um. So why does the national media need to know? Outside of that, they're just being nosy. Um. You you'll you'll definitely get rumors. There will be rumors out there that that's the reason why he was sat down. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be a smart thing not to approach him because he might have COVID. Um, like, if Lincoln Riley, if he wants to play it off that you don't know if this guy has a twisted ankle or if he has COVID, but he's not playing, that's all in his right. Nobody is privileged to know what's going on yeah. in their lives. They don't need to know that. And then they're not playing. As long as they do their part and they keep those kids on the sidelines, keep them at home. They're not putting anybody at risk, yeah. and they don't need to disclose and that that's, information. That's my point. As long as you are following your protocols and everybody's being tested, and if a positive comes back, you test everybody that came in contact right. with that person, you know, you send them home. And, you know, and then they're, 
just because what the national media is going to make every I heard people say, well, you know, this is for the public's information. Why does the public need to know that? You know, I thought that's these health department's jobs. They're supposed to be getting in touch with, uh, you know, people that have come in yeah. close contact. And even that, you can't come in contact with everybody that's came in contact. You think about how many times you walk by somebody in a supermarket and that might catch it and stuff. They're not going to that supermarket and being like, well, this person came in. You, If you were in the su- – they're not releasing that. If you were in the right. supermarket that day, you know, between these hours, well, somebody caught COVID. So, I mean – Well, right, and they don't – you don't tell the customers that someone that worked there caught COVID. So I don't, I really don't understand, you know, what the big deal is because they're not privileged to that information. If Lincoln Riley knows someone has COVID, he lets them play. Lincoln Riley's getting fired. I don't think he's going to risk his job over that. So I don't think there's any reason for any national media people to blow that out of proportion because that's not your guys' right. So, yeah. You're not privileged to that information. They don't need to tell you that. You should not – you don't deserve to know who has COVID and who doesn't. Yeah. So they – and that just really annoyed me, like I said, because, you know, you don't – if as long as he's following the protocol – and then all the other players, as long as they keep testing them and make sure they don't have it, if the person stays home and if anybody else is affected by it, infected by it, and if they stay home, guess what? Nobody from the other team can catch it. Right. So what's the point of telling people that, you know, oh, we had a positive? Well, and that's, that's another thing that the media, they're not getting. Two negatives and no way can equal, they're not going to equal a positive. Yeah. It can't happen. It's impossible. And another thing that everybody's getting wrong when, you know, it's actually, it would be, I, I would think for the team playing Oklahoma, if they knew that somebody did have COVID, that's actually, in my opinion, that's a competitive disadvantage against them. I almost wouldn't want to know because yeah. now I'm now I'm worried if I have to go tackle somebody, I'm worried, no, oh, did this guy, was this guy next to this guy in the locker room? Well, and, you know, interpret that however you want to, but it's just... That's not anyone's. That's not your business. That's not your information. You're I don't, not privileged. I don't get where I, I I have HIPAA protections, but uh, this these kids over here don't have HIPAA protections. You know, just because they play a sport. You know, that's not the case. Yeah. No, I agree. So I, I just I just think everyone's just so full of crap right now. I can't believe it. I think we're we're through the whole list. Kind of went. Uh, Pretty quick and angry. Yeah, I mean, we're we at, we're at, at about an hour right now, so mm-hmm. it went it went about as long as we thought it would. Yeah. So, um, okay, you just want let's just some closing thoughts on this whole. You know, there's still no vote. We're hearing possibly a vote. Well, you know, maybe this weekend. Nebraska president came out and said that votes going to be soon. So whatever mm-hmm. soon means, you and I don't know. But this is about the first confirmation that we have heard that there will be another vote. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was huge news. That's kind of what started everything off was that he had said that because, you know, we have all these people on Twitter that we have mentioned. We're not going to say their names. They're not reputable, though, that they keep saying that there's going to be a vote today or tomorrow or whenever. This is what's happening. This is who's on board. This is who's against it. This is what needs to be done. And it's never, you know, nothing's coming to fruition with that. This is like the first solid thing that we saw that there was going to be another vote that we kind of heard from the horse's mouth. So um, that was big. So we know something is going to happen. We just don't know when it will be, hopefully within the next couple of days. And I've 
you know, we have seen now a couple things the last day or two um, from a couple boosters, legitimate boosters. Um, I'm not going to say they have sources or not, but I, I actually trust them a little bit more. More than some fake sports you know, reporter. I, yeah. I mean, some people don't want to maybe not believe this, but somebody that gives, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, possibly millions of dollars to a university, you know, they probably have some knowledge because they probably have connections within that university. Well, yeah, you know, the other members of the board or the members of the board would then probably press people that would have that inside information and they would get that information and they may give it to that, you know, that booster. So to kind of put them at ease. So I, I could see how that would be factual information. So, I mean, I think we've between Dan Patrick and some of the stuff we've heard today that we've, we're every, anywhere from, we have, there's only five votes for yes to nine votes for yes. So, I mean, and maybe we don't even need nine and yeah. And so did Ryan day, did Ryan Day throw what he threw out there today about the health, the health, uh, the subcommittee for health, because he knows he's losing, and just wants to torpedo it, or because he knows he's winning and just wants to make sure nobody backs out of it? I could make an argument for both. I want to say that Ryan Day knows he's this close, but that date is still up in the air. That you know, it's they're kind of landing on these dates and they're not sure if they want to go to October 17th maybe and Ryan Day just kind of blew the doors off and let them know that it was safe and it's been deemed safe yeah. by the subcommittee so I think Ryan Day knew it was still up in the air I think he just he knew he was close enough that if they start talking now they're going to get some and now that it's out there who knows now who knows comes now at some of these university presidents and like I've always said if you know somebody who knows somebody or you know somebody or you are somebody, if you give money to these schools, you shouldn't be complaining. I'm sorry. I mean, and you, it shouldn't be just because it affects you because you don't get to enjoy a Saturday. I mean, that's a perfectly good excuse to me. I mean, I've heard every other stupid excuse, and you know, so to me, that's a much more reasonable excuse that you're screwing up somebody's Saturday. Um, but, you know, do it for your players, do it for your coaches at your school that you support because they want to play. These parents want to – they see their kid, their sons play. I'm sure the parents – I mean, football is the only thing that really gets the media attention, but I'm sure the parents and some of the other sports that are also getting affected by this want to play. And I'm you know, sure they appreciate the football parents for doing yeah. that. And the University of Minnesota, they announced today that they're getting rid of four sports now. It just has to be approved by the board. So I'm sure – because they're going to be $75 million short now. So, yeah. like, you know, this is affecting a lot of people. And with no stadium revenue, you know, it's still – it's even if they play, it still affects things. But, you know, that extra TV revenue, at least it helps. It pads some things that, you know, maybe they can kick a thing down the road, maybe take some debt out or whatever. I mean, there's different things that they can do at that point to maybe keep the thing floating – you know, right. to last another year until they can get more attendance next year. Um, but I don't know. I Again, the la the coaches the last few days, I, I mean, Harbaugh, I was very impressed with Harbaugh the other day. Uh, Franklin this morning, and then Ryan Day. And I'm starting to wonder maybe if this is maybe a little coordinated thing. Like maybe, three, I mean, the three biggest ones. And I don't know, maybe they weren't talking with Harbaugh, but maybe, who knows, maybe Franklin and Day did talk to each other. I will say something this morning, and then you throw the, the torpedo at the end of the day. And I just maybe, maybe that's what it is, is that we're making progress or we're not. 
they're not telling us anything. It's time we just blow the doors open. I don't know what it is, but, you know, good for them. It needed to be done. I'm sorry if anyone has an issue with coaches saying this stuff. Big Ten should have been adults. They should have had a conversation weeks ago. I mean, this decision was made August 11th. It's going to be one whole month tomorrow. Yeah. So with yeah. no adequate, uh, with no adequate communication. I mean, a couple statements here and there. I mean, and then a couple things that they've answered to the I mean, legal process for no, in Nebraska. They redacted their entire bylaws. Yeah. So I mean, what is what is left? I mean, what, like if I was the judge, like, I I didn't. I'd be like, what is this, a joke? Like, do you guys think you're literally being funny right now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, try again. Bring me the bylaws. Try this again. And then I, if I was Nebraska, I would turn around and be like, well, here. I mean, every university has the bylaws. Uh, I'd be like, nope, here's the bylaws. So uh, <laughs> if you want to see them, we got them. I mean, I don't know what kind of joke this is. Right. No, I agree. I just I want football so bad. And I, these coaches, these players do too. These parents do. So. They're doing what they can. I just I can only appreciate it. I hope we get our season. And you know, national media people quit being such sticks in the mud. I mean, especially if you're unless you, I will give you credit, Nicole Arbach, Dan Wolken, Pat Forday, Stuart Mandela. You come out and be like, I can't believe Alabama and Clemson and the SEC's being reckless and the ACC's being reckless and the Big 12's being reckless and what is Notre Dame doing? If you guys started acting that way, I would have a lot of respect. I consistency. Mean, consistency is credible. I understand maybe the ESPN guys and the Fox guys and different, like, they, you know, they have contracts and stuff. You know, they are tied to some of these leagues. The Athletic doesn't have no actual uh, no sponsorship. or Not that I, I know about. Maybe it's the Big Ten now. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it is. Um, you know, SI doesn't just work for the SEC or the ACC. You know, neither does uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh Pete Thamel, I'm talking to you there. Um, so, you know, like. <laughs> That's another joker. Uh, you know, you guys are journalists. You can actually come out and say, hey, good for the Big Ten, good for the Pac-12. What the hell are you other three conferences doing? Right. Like, <laughs> but when you have two different stories, it just doesn't make sense. Can I go real quick? I know we're finishing up. I just, one quick rant, and we probably should have done this earlier because it's probably something you and I can go in for a while. So maybe we will end up. <laughs> Maybe um, if this happened in episode. if this happened in the SEC or this happened in the ACC and they had already canceled, how many days after cancellation does Nick Saban or Dave Sweeney have an independent schedule? <laughs> I'm honest, being serious. How long do you think before Nick Saban has an independent schedule? ACC might be a little harder because um, I think there's probably more universities in that conference that probably think. Like uh, the Big Ten does. Um, South loves football. I yeah. mean, coming from no, Clemson. No, I, I get Clemson would, but the Clemson would probably be part of the SEC real quick. If the yeah, SEC exactly. Uh, the SEC, if they canceled football, well, first of all, they would have an independent schedule because they all would be pissed. Right. So they would all be scheduling with each other. You don't think Alabama and LSU and Auburn and Georgia and Florida are all going to go schedule football games? Yeah, they'll just be like, they'll probably fire the SEC commissioner and. The SEC would still be around and be like, no, we're keeping the SEC name, too. Right. <laughs> or how many, how many days after the cancellation would Nick Saban say, no, it's safe for us to play football. We should be playing football. Yeah. Ryan Day's waited a month. Yeah. Nick's, what, I mean, what would Nick Saban and Dabble Sweeney wait? What, a week, if that? I mean, Nick Saban would blow up that night. Right. I mean, I've seen the guy complain about rules because, you know, 
he he wants to play kind of more of an old school ball control football. He doesn't like the he didn't li- doesn't like the spread. He doesn't like uh he got with the times you know, eventually. Yeah, he doesn't like the no huddle offense. <laughs> like he's literally complained about this stuff and because it's dangerous for uh oh my gosh do you remember the the smoking the cigarette because of uh how many plays teams run if you smoke one cigarette a day it's a lot healthier than 20 like some nonsensical argument yeah but that's what i'm saying like how long would it take these two to you know have a football season or to complain about what happened publicly. So yeah. I don't I don't fault Ryan Day or these coaches at all. It would happen anywhere in the well, country. Well you think well you think the Big Twelve would be if you know you don't you think Texas would just let them get away with it? No. I mean, well, Texas almost let the Big Twelve the last time around. Right. I mean. So I yeah, exactly. That's uh, these teams wouldn't let this happen. But so there's my quick little rant. We probably could have went into that one for another like five, ten minutes, but I know we're just kinda yeah. And all these conferences are, you know, I mean, I, I saw the Big 12 commissioner uh, just real quick. He, he, they asked him, well, why, uh, why are you guys playing and these other conferences aren't? And he's like, well, we literally he called us a cancel culture up here, um, said uh, we don't fall in line with cancel culture. And uh, we wanted to hold off till the as long as we could to make the best decision possible for our member schools. And, mm-hmm. you know, wish the big time would have did that. No, I do, too. All right, so we're gonna call it a night. Um, we'll, you know, hell, on the next episode we'll be able to, we'll be talking actually about some games because we are gonna get some uh, games from uh, big schools this weekend. ACC and uh, Big Twelve are kicking off this so, weekend. So you know, we'll Notre Dame's got a game, Clemson's got a game. I'm pretty much. I mean, there might be a couple buys, but a lot of the big ones are all playing. Oklahoma's so. playing. Yeah, we'll we'll be in there. Um, we'll be talking about some of those games. Um, we'll actually be able to lead off with some stuff other than Ohio State. I'm sure there's gonna be. Hopefully we got a Big Ten vote by then. I mean, one way or another, whether I can be happy as hell or bitching because uh, the stupidity of the league, I would like to. He, I would like to be able to do get some sort of closure on this one way yeah. or another. Um. So, but I, you know, so if it is the the latter that they just still decide to Ohio State just needs to be like, well, we're not. We'll see you next fall. Yeah. Um. But so we'll call it a night. Um. And looking forward to, you know, we got football now starting this weekend, NFL tonight, and so you know, we're here on Thursday. Um, so should have a lot of football this weekend, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, so um, just remember to subscribe to the YouTube, um, follow us on your favorite podcast channel. There should still be more podcast channels coming. I think we're pretty – I checked with our host. I think we're pretty close to Google Podcast. Um, I'm just waiting for – I I heard we're live, but the link, they haven't uploaded, fully put it in place yet. So I'm um, going to reach out to Google. So we should be on them within the next couple of days, I believe. Um, but we're on a lot of the big ones. Um, again, check out the link tree. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook community group too. That's the Buckeye Bar Talk community. The Facebook page is Buckeye Bar Talk. Um, all separate words at Buckeye Bar Talk, one word for uh, Twitter and Instagram. So, you know, follow us, subscribe to us. Uh, remember to retweet us, share us. Um, you know, the more stuff you can get out to your friends, uh, the better it helps us out. Um, and we just want to keep on growing this community because we enjoy talking about Ohio State and college football in general. Absolutely. Yeah. So, comment on. You know, comment on our videos. We'd love to have a conversation with you guys. Yeah. I mean, we 
even if you don't agree with us, I we've probably thrown out some stuff that some people don't completely agree with. Um, I know a lot of Buckeye fans here, but you know, there's Buckeye fans that you know feel opposite of us too, and you know, whatever. Everybody's accepted. I'm not gonna. We're adults. We yeah. can have a conversation. If yeah. you don't agree with us, that's fine. We can have a spirited debate that you know is for adults. Yeah. So. Uh, we look forward to hearing from people. Um, keep supporting the pages. Um, and uh, hope uh, we'll see you on the next episode. All right, everybody. Big Ten, players, coaches, parents, fans, fight like hell. We, we're getting closer. I know it. We want a season. Keep fighting. You got anything left? Nope. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out to the Buckeye Bar tonight. I'm John. Mike. Oh, wait. I hope.